The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine. And we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from Scottsdale, Arizona, and I'm absolutely delighted to have you with us today. I hope if you're in the east with all this snow and ice that you're safe and warm. I hate to tell you this, but it's absolutely gorgeous here, almost 80 degrees and sunny, and and, um, I know that's a mean thing to say, but that's how it is sometimes. yeah, go to the self improvement blog and take a look at our today's guest. You'll see him um, just down under the show stuff, um, and read. You know, there, there's some good articles on on the blog today that you'll find interesting. So take a look there. We have a lot to say today, so I'm I'm going to get right down to it. You know, I think I can safely say that. All of us have faced some challenges in our lifetimes, probably a number of them and probably some really big ones. You know, sometimes we face them successfully and sometimes not so much. You know, some of us have at times given into some fear and not gone forward with something we really wanted to do and have rushed in not thinking and hit the wall and had to pick ourselves up and off. You know, sometimes we have fear that holds us back. You know, fear of heights. You know, it's really hard to jump out of an airplane when you're afraid of heights. Uh, fear of public speaking is the big one. You know, fear of being laughed at. Fear of failure. All these hold you back. You know, and the question is, can you learn from these? Can you overcome them? Can you make something of them? Can you use them? Uh, is it okay to take risks? Is all of this uh, an essential part of life? Is this how it's supposed to be? Well, we're going to talk about all of this today. We have an outstanding guest with us today. Joel Landy has been called a modern-day renaissance man. Now, listen to this. He's been a motocross racer, a stunt driver, a triathlete, a Navy pilot, a leader of high-risk water rescues, a motivational ministry leader, a survival training officer in the United States Navy, and now can be seen as the face of major ad campaigns for Botox and Viagra. Joel's whole adult life has been about pushing himself past his own limits and taking calculated risks. And I can tell you that's got to be true if he's done all those things. Joel formed the performance group where he serves his clients as a performance coach. He likes adventures for himself and his clients, and I'm absolutely delighted to adventure on this show with him today. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Blog Show, Joel. Irene, great to be here. I'm always very humble and uh, very grateful when I get invitations such as yours. Well, we're delighted to have you here because you're right down our alley. Before we get started, tell us where you are, and then tell us about yourself. Who is Joel Landy? 
Sure, sure. Thank you. I live in uh, Calabasas, California, which is about 20 miles to the west of downtown Los Angeles. I'm actually a native of East Hampton, New York, on Long Island. Um, but I married my high school sweetheart. I've been married for 26 years from East Hampton High. I've got two gorgeous daughters, uh, Natasha and Misha, 17 and 14. And as you mentioned, I was a naval officer at a combat rescue training unit which I loved and felt very honored to serve the 3rd Marine Air Wing out here in lovely, sunny Southern California. <laughs> it's uh, not there too, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yeah. My, my dad is in East Hampton right now. He's been calling me about the weather reports. So uh, that's been a lot of fun going back and forth. I was a marriage and family minister for 17 years. And as you mentioned, uh, I got bit by the bug. I'm racing motorcycles. I'm, a, I'm fanatical about anything on two wheels. Uh, enjoy distance riding. I've done Ironman, that kind of thing. And, uh, which I'll, I might share a little bit about later, but was introduced, um, just surreptitiously on a racetrack to the acting, uh, commercial acting field, where I then became a precision rider and I've worked as a precision rider for Bell Helmets and Toyota, so on and so forth. So that's, that's me in a nutshell. Uh, it sounds like you're really busy, and I can tell you that one of the biggest challenges of all is raising teenage daughters. So, wow. you know. Yeah, it's it's um, it's an exciting time for teenagers, and it's kind of rough sometimes for parents. You well, have a company yeah. called the Performance Group, and yeah. you do what you call performance-driven life coaching. Yeah. You say on your website, accelerate your personal and professional performance using our Spartan paradigm now right just in that one little sentence um we have enough for a couple shows tell us tell us about the performance group what performance driven coaching is sure and then let's talk about the spartan paradigm because that's a big one and it's really very good sure Sure. I, I always get very flattered when people, you know, call me a renaissance man, but there's actually a thread that has run through my professional life. And at first, I was a clinical physiologist in a hospital where I was working with cardiac rehabilitation patients. And in a simplified way, we had them on either a treadmill or a bicycle, but we had them hooked up to an EKG monitoring system. And with that combined with blood pressure, we always had data on how our patients were doing. From the clinical physiology field, I went into the aerospace field, into the combat rescue field, and we began to do testing and training with pilots. And also, in that realm, we were able to use and mine specific data as we were testing and training these pilots. Fast forward the tape and go into now even racing motorcycles where you have on board what they call sophisticated data acquisition systems, which tell a rider through a software program, how fast you're going, how hard you're braking, so on and so forth. So why am I sharing all that? What I have seen in the last 20 years of my life, and this is where this concept of performance coaching was born for me, was when you combine tangible, significant data, numbers, with other forms of data, what you perceive is an extraordinary result because you are combining these different you know, advantages of, of personal information. And so that for me, you know, that, that has been the thread for me in the performance coaching area is, uh, you know, obviously 17 years of the ministry, I believe I'm a good listener. I can sit down and draw great things out of people. Um, but I believe in addition to just bringing that song out of their, their soul, and in addition to bringing out that dream, 
I believe there are pieces that we can combine in a dynamic uh, environment that when you put that together, it completes a very compelling approach to helping people achieve a breakthrough result. It sounds powerful. You know, powerful is the word I think of when I look at your material. You use the Spartan paradigm, and at first I thought, oh my goodness, Spartan to me means... It has a number of different meanings, but it basically <laughs> means, you know, so when you're spart, when you live Spartan-like, it's pretty frugal, but that's not what your paradigm says. Actually, Spartan is a paradigm, is an acronym, isn't it? It is. I mean, it's, it's symbolic of the time of the Spartans but also you use it in a different way. Let's talk a little bit about that because I think it's key to understanding your program. Well, and it goes back to your, your opening comments, which, you know, not necessarily for this show, but last night my 90-minute conversation with my two daughters, you know, was, you know, what are the cornerstones of our family life? You know, what, what, what do you consider the building blocks of, of our life? And, and, you know, what came out was respect, humility, in hard work. And we talked about what that meant in a practical way to have that ongoing, you know, first of all, in our home life, and then obviously, you know, in our public life. With the Spartan, you know, the Spartan is a paradigm of thinking, and it begins with, you know, as an acronym, S meaning your significance. Um, In my coaching approach, I believe, and, and Stephen Covey talks about start with the ending in mind, and Bob Buford uh, who wrote a series of books entitled From Success to Significance, and I think we may touch a little bit more on that later in this conversation, talked about the concept of, of defining what it means to be significant to you. Uh, that's a very long and deep and involved discussion that we won't cover here, but essentially I cover that with my clients. They may come to me saying, you know, I just want to do an Ironman, or I want to do a triathlon, or I want to have a breakthrough with whatever, uh, and what begins on the front end as something often turns into something very different because through the conversation, we begin to really assess and clarify values and determine, wow, okay, so let's talk about this. What, Irene, is significant to you? So the paradigm begins with a person's personal definition of significance. And then from there, we move quickly into the concept of passion and what are you passionate about? And so it's a building block approach once we you know, unearth the concept of significance, we begin to talk about what you're passionate about. Because I believe that passion is what absolutely drives people, you know, through the tape in the run. And, you know, it, only if we live from passion are we going to be able to withstand the valley of life. And that's do you problem. Do you find this now and then you have a client who really doesn't have the, can't identify his passion? And oh, there's absolutely. nothing there that they're passionate about. No, absolutely. But what I've also found, usually that is the type of person that has not had the opportunity uh, to really talk deeply about what they think and feel. And I know that sounds, and for women, it's obviously much less prevalent. You know, obviously women are just, women are more evolved in this area. And so they are naturally talking about their thought life and they're naturally talking about their emotional field. Guys, right. you know, are more, yeah, they're more talking about achievement and what they're doing and, you know, the results. And so, Yes, and, I, and again, and through, I, I don't want to jump ahead too, too far, but, but through the concept of clarifying values, we often, often also discover, you know, passion. So going back to the Spartan paradigm, we have something that you would consider significant, and then we move into what, what a person's passionate about, 
And then we talk about the, the elements of, of authenticity and the concept of putting, you know, your true self forward uh, and what that means to put your true self forward in life. Oh, and yeah, that sometimes is a challenge <laughs> well, because people don't yeah. always know who they are. Well, I mean, they I mean, try, they're trying to be what everybody tells them they should be. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the one thing right now. I'm I'm actually taking uh, acting lessons for the first time in my entire life. I've never considered myself an actor. I've been fortunate. I just booked a commercial that we're going to Japan next week, which is a lot of fun for me. But my coach is trying to teach me um, to be to be comfortable with acting like a fool, um, which you know, well, I think would scare most people, and particularly scare most guys, just to let down that that level of. of, of Joel, I hate to interrupt you on uh, acting like a fool, but it's time for us to go to break. So on that note, we're going to go to break. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of Joel Landy. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. The challenges facing our teens today mean that more than ever, we need to be there to support them and encourage them. The Dr. Stem Show is here to provide discussions about topics that will help promote healthy relationships, self-image, and success for teens, parents, and the community. Our young people can achieve more in life than they ever dreamed possible. The Dr. Stem Show, hosted by Dr. Stem Malatini, will foster these discussions and encourage your participation. Listen every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, and 9 p.m. GMT on Voice America Empowerment. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. 
Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. Today's guest is Joel Landy, and we're talking about his um, coaching program called, uh, well, his company is called the Performance Group, and we're talking about the Spartan paradigm, and we got down through authenticity. <laughs> yes, we did. And so now yes. we're on R. Yes, yes. And, and, and for the sake of brevity, I will go through the next four in a way that hopefully serves its purpose. But, you know, R is in the paradigm is relevance. And the way I have defined relevance in this particular approach is that, you know, you can have a clear sense of your significance. You can have your passions can be in place. You can be an authentic self. But relevance is when we find a place for those qualities to be nurtured and to thrive. And I love this. And this is really what I love doing. It's helping people find the place where this, 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 this opportunity that they're looking to create actually goes into the incubator and, it, and it's given birth and it, and it comes forward. P is trust, which I, you know, is just a bedrock of, of teaching in my, in my community, in my life, in my family life. Um, nothing is gained without, you know, in relationships. Nothing, nothing's gained without relationships. And, and trust in relationships is everything. So it is a part of the teaching paradigm. We, we talk extensively on how to develop it and how it's earned. Assessment on the A. A is assessment in the Spartan paradigm. Going back to the thread that I discovered through my career life with, you know, doing activities and having, you know, things, sophisticated instruments that can somehow measure what we're doing, I believe as a coach that there is a time and a place to do something in the context of learning that has an apparatus that can measure some form of performance. And that resonates with some people. It doesn't resonate with everybody. And that's okay. But it really resonates with me because I saw very quickly, whether it was in the ministry or whether it was in a hospital setting or whether it was in the military, how energized and excited people got when they actually saw in a tangible way, in an objective way, what they were doing, what was happening. When they saw it with their eyes, they came alive, and it really gave them an extra added sense of, of confidence to take a step forward and to call, course correct and break through. The last well, we really part, need that kind of positive feedback. We do. Yeah, we really and, do. And we, we really do. We, we, and it motivates us, energizes us. We, we need that. Anyway. Yes, I agree. And also, you know, what I've noticed, too, is that there are times when if there is a question mark, in our mind, and we don't have a clear answer to something, just the ambiguity alone can paralyze us. And so sometimes by bringing in this form of data, you know, I was out at the racetrack just recently, I'll give you a very brief example, with with a client who's an attorney, and I put him in a race car, and, you know, he was having a great time, but his performance was really lacking compared to the other drivers. Well, at the end of the day, we took him to, you know, the data to the the, the, uh, the flat panel um, computer uh, modem, and he took a look at the, the screen, and what we saw very quickly was he was applying the brake pressure similar to the way that you would apply brake pressure in a minivan. And so long story short, when he realized he could be that much harder on the brakes, it gave him that much more confidence to drive into the corner at a much higher rate. But if he didn't see the number, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have guessed that. And so just by that one little change, he changed his performance dramatically and left the racetrack feeling like a conquering hero because of that one little piece of numeric data that said, you know, you're, you're hitting the brakes at 200 PSI, you can hit them at 600 PSI. So that's what I mean by the assessment. It's important to measure. And then finally, no regrets, which I love this because it's really, it's what I think gave birth to this performance group, period, as a business. 
And that's this. Any type of an opportunity that has value in our lives is worth being pursued. And what I've learned, if I've learned anything, I'm 49 years old, I'm going to be 50 in two months, but what I've learned in my 40s, if there's anything, it's the Mark Twain quote when Mark Twain said, 20 years from now, it will be the things that we did not do, not the things we did, that disappoint us the most. And I'll tell you, Irene, this is where I get really energized and really passionate. I love hearing people say, you know, there was an opportunity, I was scared, I didn't think I could do it, but we set it up properly, I stared it down, and we did it. And for me, that's what I love offering. That's my contribution to other people is I want them to minimize their regrets in life. And where I believe a lot of regret comes from not what we do, but what we don't do. Oh, I totally agree with you. On your website, tell people how to find you. Where's your website? How do they get in touch with you? And then I want to talk about some things I saw there. Sure. The easiest way, uh, theperformancegroup.us. Just remember the United States. Theperformancegroup.us. I'm also on Facebook as The Performance Group. And I'm also a tweeting coach. So you can reach me uh, at at coachjoelandy.com. So those are the three ways you can get to me. A tweeting coach. That's well. That's I'm on Twitter. Good... I, mean, I know. It sounds odd, but I'm, I'm <laughs> a on, tweeting coach. I like okay. that. <laughs> on your website, you talk yeah. about having adventures with your clients. Now, yeah. you know, it's uh, people. I know that there are others who do that. You know, Tony Robbins does some of that. Sure. Um, but you have some interesting kind of things. Tell. Tell us a little bit about some of the adventures you've taken people on. Sure. I think sure. this is just so exciting and so, I would guess, so rewarding for them. Yeah. Well, first I begin with, you know, the concept of taking people out of their comfort zone. And let's talk about the proverbial walking over hot coals, which I do not do. And I don't subscribe to that as a coach. But if you understand the concept of walking over hot coals, um, this is the part of, you know, what, this is the fact that my business, what we call at the performance group, we have, you know, what, we're, what we call the expedition club. And so I either work with clients on a one-on-one basis, primarily over the phone or through Skype, or if they're in the LA area, I meet them face-to-face. But then I also put together these expedition uh, club activities, which then, as I shared earlier, then what we do is we couple what they have learned and what they wanted to achieve with an actual activity that actually either complements or informs the breakthrough. And so it was So it's tailor-made for what they're trying to do or what you've recognized they need to, to break through. Correct. And this is why we do it. Because creating special environments, you know, like the proverbial walking over hot coals, what it does is it, is it encourages a literal rewiring of how we think. And scientists are now calling this concept Neuroplasticity, that's the only real big word I'm going to use today in your interview. <laughs> neuro- <laughs> we, we can yeah. handle big words, Joe. Okay, okay, well, I just, that's as big as it gets <laughs> with me. So there you go. Uh, neuroplasticity, but I'm a huge proponent of it um, because if you understand what it means, uh, the excitement that it can bring your life is overwhelming because what science has taught us is that when we are introduced to new environments and to new stimuli, we literally have the wiring, the synapses in our brains are literally rewired. And so 
Once that happens, we are now informed in a different way, and we have the ability to think differently, and therefore we have the ability to act differently, and therefore life is different. Now, I'll give you an example of this. As a motorcycle racer, I don't, uh, I don't race motocross. I actually race asphalt. So where, you know, it speeds between 165 and 180 on a racetrack, the one time that I actually sat, there's a few uh, gentlemen that actually uh, do what they call a two-up racetrack ride. This is where a professional racer... The motorcycle is very specially configured to have a passenger on the back, and they take you at next to professional race speed. So you might not be doing 180, but you're doing at least 140, 150 on the back of a motorcycle. The first time I was ever exposed to that, uh, and I, we went into the first corner at about 100 miles an hour, and, I, of course, I thought I was going to die. I was overcome with fear because my neurological system could not keep up with that type of information because it was so new to me. But I shared this experience later with a person that studies this neuroscience stuff. And I said, and this is before I understood, and I'm, I'm being honest with you, this is before I understood neuroplasticity. But I said, you know what? It felt like in my mind, it felt like my brain, not figuratively, but literally shifted in the way it was spinning in my mind. It felt like my mind moved. And she said, well, you know, she said, it's funny that you should say that. But, and then she went on to explain the concept of neuroplasticity. So, so that's what I, I do with clients is we set you know, people up to do these things, um, the, the last of which was um, going at the racetrack. We, we partnered with Allenberg Race School. Allenberg is a previous Formula One uh, race car driver. He's a fantastic coach. He's got these beautiful uh, Formula One race replica cars that he carts all over the southwest of our country. And uh, we get them out here in Southern California, and I bring clients to the track. And it's, a, it's for a lot of people, even if they've got really nice cars, it's the first time in their life they've ever gone over 100 miles an hour on a closed circuit in, a, in, in, in that type of a car. Uh, but what it does is it introduces them, and we combine that with a very tailored, specific approach to what we want to accomplish in the car. And it is a fantastic learning experience for people. Breakthrough environment. Is everyone, uh, this is not, probably not a good question, but is everyone that you've worked with, has everyone that you've worked with been able to complete the challenge? Or are there some that just reach a state of fear, that, a level of fear that they can't do it? Well, you know, it's funny. Another client that I worked with, you know, when we talk about the expedition company and club, yeah, I mean, there's certainly an element of high-end adventure, but it's not just about putting a parachute on your back and, and jumping out of an airplane. I worked with a client, a very successful um, real estate agent who uh, was in a marriage that, that didn't work, sadly enough. And like most people, he just lost his confidence. I mean, he was a very successful, handsome, fit guy, uh, but lost his confidence. And uh, through working with him, you know, the expedition that I actually sent him on was he, he, he flew from here to Washington, D.C., uh, with no expectations about the outcome, but just with the understanding that if you put yourself out there again in a romantic way, that there is no failure. No matter what comes back, no matter what happens this weekend, the fact that you have enough courage to get on a plane and to show up with a dozen roses and a box of chocolate and to express this person what you think and feel, it, it, it might not go anywhere, but that's irrelevant. What's relevant is you have mustered the courage to do this. And it changed. In fact, he's engaged now, but it changed him. He literally needed that type of being pushed out of his... It was so... I mean, he couldn't have done it. But, but that's so... So I, I say all that, Irene, to say expedition 
an adventure. I always used to joke about this. For me, it was it took more, it was more of an act of courage to tell my wife what I really felt than it was to go skydiving. And I, and that's just the way some people are wired. So, so I say all that to say, you know, the concept of how I push people, it's not just with a gas pedal or a ripcord. Exactly. It's very, right. It's very specific to them. And my job is not to convince you. Let's say, you know, you, I think, Irene, you should try this because it might help you have a breakthrough. <laughs> I'm more concerned about what you think, not what I think in that right. context. And then, and then I, we build an experience. Based on and that. you said something really important that he needed to drop his expectations of the outcome. And on that note, we're going to take a break. This is Irene Conlon saying stay tuned. We'll be back with more with Joe Landy. on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world and that includes you visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment we let so many outside factors mold and shape our lives technology instant delivery we live in an on-demand world what's happened to the compassion the kindness a better pace listen to might radio with host Gabriella von Ray we'll bring that kindness and compassion back to our world Our guests come from around the world and will discuss what's being done and what we can do to bring our lives back to order. Might Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Is there a real magic formula for success or is it something more? Does the divine nature within, when activated, become a powerful unified force that catapults an individual to greatness? Join visionary host Sharon Rose Washington, author, empowerment life coach, and energy healer to explore the answer to the big question of why we are here. She'll have amazing luminary guests ranging from business thought leaders to top celebrities. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What does creme de la creme mean? It's the greatness of living, the willingness to be the best. It's living beyond what you know is possible with no limitation. Access Consciousness presents Creme de la Creme, a program that empowers you to choose and create the life you would like to have and entices you into being who you are, not who others would have you be. It's the best of the best. It's the finer things in life. It's brilliant. It's fun. It's exciting. Join us for Creme de la Creme every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel, voiceamericaempowerment.com. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's one 888 346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self-improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self-improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the self-improvement show. Our guest today is Joel Landy, and we're talking about facing your fears. 
overcoming the obstacles that keep you from doing and having what you want. Um, and and as I looked at your material, Joel, a question came up. You have people sure. facing their fears and, and taking risks, and you treat them like uh, almost like they're two different things. Are they two different things, facing a fear, taking a risk? I mean, facing a fear can be very risky. <laughs> but it well, is, are yeah. they, you know, do you see them as the same thing? Well, here's my response to that. The answer is perhaps. <laughs> now, this is why I'm taking that, <laughs> this is why I'm taking that, that, that response. Going back to the illustration of that client jumping on the airplane in LA and going to DC, and we talked about this on the break, Irene, that, that when he sat down in his seat in LA, he was already victorious. Because it was, it was the focus. It wasn't the outcome. It was the action of taking, taking action in that particular context of his life, seeing his own personal value, and, and getting back into an environment that intimidated him. So, going back to your question, is facing a fear the same thing as, as taking a risk? Here's my response when people, are, when we start to talk about something that they want to do, and, and, and if, if they're coming to me with want to do something, it absolutely has an element of risk or fear. It has to, otherwise they're not, they don't need me. So, so when they come to me, my first, my first question or point when we talk about what they want to do is I ask them to evaluate it, not on the amount of fear or even on the outcome or the name of the risk, but I ask them to evaluate what they want to do on value. And that changes the conversation. Why do, what is the value? Like going back again to that gentleman going from L.A. to D.C., the value was he needed to specifically be put in that context where he saw that that was, it was a delusion, it was a mirage, it was a paper wall. It was something created in his mind from his past that, that had enslaved him. And he needed to see that he had the ability to not only get on the plane, but to go there, to be present, be generous, to be grateful, to be giving. And because he did not have an expectation about the outcome, he left victorious. So I go back to your question, and I, I always go back to with people, what's the value? Why do you want to do this? Because the why is almost the most important question. And when we answer it, then it properly assesses the level of fear and risk. Interesting. Are most of your clients men, or do you also have a, a number of women? It seems to they me are, you're geared more for for men. Yes, they are mostly men. But and in fact, we're having this conversation uh, ongoingly with my branding manager, and um, I am certainly open uh, to working with with more women. But uh, so, and, and, and even in my materials, I never want to come across like I, it's not that that's not my desire. But I seem to obviously appeal and attract. Uh, more men than women. Uh, my, when I read your material, I thought, oh my gosh, he'd probably have me jumping out of an airplane and I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's, that's um, probably not true at all. You've taken well, a lot of risks yourself. You know, yeah. I, it's, I, you had to, ha- to, to, have, to have done all the things that you've done. Sure. Do you think that most people can overcome fears like you did, take the risks and triumph? You know, what happens if they can't? What do you do if they balk? 
I, I do. Here, here's my response to that. You know, I, uh, two years ago, I stepped onto a racetrack. And I, I, as a young boy, I had a dirt bike, and, you know, it was exciting. And it was more about camaraderie and the exploration of being away from my parents and being out in the middle of nowhere with a bunch of guys, you know, just growing up and evolving. Uh, but I, there was definitely a passion with motorsports and motorcycles, which I never really visited. But long story short, two years ago, I, I'm at a racetrack, and, um, you know, I was approached by a fellow that said, look, if you want to be safe, you know, don't ride your motorcycle on the road. It's too dangerous. Come out here and learn how to do this well. Well, that very quickly, once I started doing that and overcame the fear of actually driving a motorcycle on a racetrack, uh, I really began to look toward, toward racing. And when I started to talk to the people about racing, I'm married 26 years and the father of two, uh, people were like, what are you, what are you thinking? I mean, you know, that was the predominant at first response. And what I've told people is, you know, racing for me, you know, they, they use the term, you're a speed freak. Racing is where I become the most mindful. And, and by definition, what I mean by that is when I'm on a race bike, unlike any other thing in my life, there is nothing else going on except me being in that moment and needing to be precise on all these different levels at all at one time. And it produces a great sense of exhilaration. So it's not the, the number on the speedometer that does it for me. It's that, it's that excitement of being so incredibly present that everything is focused in one direction. And that's the best job I can do to, to explain that. So It's being so, in the zone. Was correct. That- being or, or completely being in the moment. You know, it's completely, completely being in the moment. Yeah, you know, you and I both know we can go out to dinner and our cell phones on the table, and sometimes we have all to do to even just stop, put our finger on the button to see who texted us an hour ago. But, but yeah, exactly, it's being, it's being completely present. So your question was, can people overcome? What if you do to overcome? I I, I I bring up racing only because of this. Is racing as a metaphor for me? Because what it taught me was, Joel, leave no regret. You still have the confidence and courage to take these risks if they are properly assessed and properly prepared. And that's the thing that I help my clients with. Even you, when you said, oh, you pro- I'd probably get you jump out of an airplane. You know the reality is, Irene, I could. But you know how I would do it? You would be so thoroughly prepared for that. It would be similar to you doing something that it, it's not going to overwhelm you only because you were so highly prepared. Now, if I surprised you with that, obviously it's going to scare you out of your skin. So let me go back to what you just asked me and just say this plainly. And this is the power of good coaching and having a mentor in your life. If you have something in your life that you feel like, I've got to do this. This is killing me. I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to die. I have got to confront it. I've got to experience this. I've got to, to seize this. What you need is a thinking partner like a coach to help you assess it and prepare for it properly because that those two pieces are the pieces that need to be in place for you to have the greatest degree of success in pursuing it. Without that, it's overwhelming, scary, and even reckless if you don't prepare properly. Speaking of preparing properly, do you have a normal process for coaching a client? Because you'd, you, you probably have a good bit of work to do before you can get them to one of these challenges. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I mean, uh, you know, the, the short answer is we go through that assessment prep. You know, there's the acronym APE. <laughs> I'm, I'm big being ex-military. Assessment, preparation, execution. You know, first of all, we have a long discussion. We prepare and then we go do it. Um, on the little bit longer version of that, um, the first thing I work with, with people is value clarification. I, you know, let's clarify your values. You know, 
I don't know if you asked me at the beginning of, of, of this interview, but one of the most grounding and pivotal moments in my personal life was in 1994 as a young naval officer. I had a dream career. I got further than I thought I was going to get, but I was in the process of divorcing my now current beautiful wife of 26 years. Now, we didn't go through the divorce because I had an epiphany. And the epiphany was at that point in time, I was a successful officer, um, but I did not have my values clearly defined and in place. And if you don't do that, you're going to sell out. You're going to want to be successful more than you're going to want to have value in your life and so on and so forth. And so what I do with, with, with clients is the front end of the discovery process is tell me what you really value. And, and, and when they don't even understand that question, I give them information to read so that they can come up with some ideas about what could possibly be. But it all comes back to what we value. And that what we value should determine the direction much like a compass in life. If you value, like I do, benevolence, I'm looking for ways to give money away. Now, that actually, that requires having a steady income. But right. But that, that is my value system. I believe highly in being generous. So I'm looking for opportunities that I can be generous. And in the same way, for people that have other values, you know, they're going to look for opportunities to live out what they value. So that's the beginning of how I coach people. We start out with significance. We talk about passion. We unearth value. And once we have those big pieces in place, wow, it becomes clear to both of us what needs to happen next. Do you need to cut through what people have learned from the media that they should value, should be like, should look like, should talk like, all of those shoulds that we gain from um, all the exposure we have to TV and um, other media? Do you have to cut through that with men as much as we do with women? You know, I think what I've seen that's been very powerful is asking a person to be willing to look at the same thing from a different perspective, and that's it. And oftentimes, that's all it takes. Because I'm not, you know, a coach, I'm not a psychologist. I mean, I, as a minister for 17 years, I've gained some amazing insights into human nature, into fallen nature, um, you know, some, some basic psychological understanding, but what I tell people, and it's in my contract, I am not a psychologist, uh, I'm not going to dismiss your past, I'm not going to snub you in any way, but we are here to, to, to create a future for you that you desire to live out. So it is our duty and obligation and responsibility to define what that means. That, that doesn't mean we're not going to try to correct or, or, or fix things that happened 20 years ago. We are going to build something that, that brings you forward in life. And I really believe it's not disingenuous. I'm not talking about not acknowledging that there were challenges in your past, but just to go back to your, your, your previous question, it's amazing you can spend an hour talking to people why they think they feel that way or ask them one question to look at it differently and you gain a, you gain a whole hour. Oh, I totally agree with you. I, I am. My concern is that people are really confused because they don't, they're not asked these questions. They, they don't learn any of this along the way in school, how right. to define what their values are. They're basically right. told by somebody what their values should be. But if you say, what are your values that you've come to on your own that nobody told you you had to have? Right. Do you have some of those? And, and, and you, you often get a deer in the headlights look because they've right. never 
thought it through. Do you have you have them do that, don't you? Well, I do, and I think you know, I was telling my wife this last week, and telling my friends, uh, we're we're just about to start a, a mastermind group here in, in Southern California, oh, and cool. you know, I told. Yeah, and I told them, you know, it's funny. I said, I'm 49 years old, and I've had an interesting life, and I've done a lot of really, really interesting things, and I feel very thankful. You know, I feel very blessed. I said, but what I've really grown to believe is that, you know, there is one of the, one of the things that I believe that has such tremendous and significant value in, in life that I've never really heard our culture in, in our country ever seen, and I love our country. I'm, I'm pro, 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 pro America, so. Oh, me but, too. Yeah, yeah, but what I've never heard of seeing is just the power of having a thinking partner, the power of being a part of groups where people get together and just think. And it's amazing that I've got this far in life, and, and, and maybe I've not traveled in those circles, or maybe I've boarded on being independent at times, but uh, obviously, you know, there are groups that do exist, but, and, and we, you know, there are, there are um, uh, think tanks and there are focus groups. But just in terms of culturally, as a culture of people, not in even a, a, a political or a, um, 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 a business sense, a corporate sense, but just the power of being, getting together with people that think and think and talk. And so I say all that to go back to your point, which is, you know, just the, the getting together with people with the exclusive intention to think deeply is powerful. It's powerful. And that's why coaching is so powerful, because that's what you do. You get together with somebody and you think deeply, but it doesn't end there. It doesn't, it doesn't end with your deep thoughts. You have somebody else who is speaking in and massaging and opening up different doors and introducing different thought streams and different vantage points and different uh, areas of growth, and it gets very powerful. And on that note, we're going to go to break. And while we go to break, think about how wonderful it would be to have a thinking partner. This is Irene Conlon saying stay tuned. We'll be right back. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Have you ever felt that it's time to get out of the box? Why are you putting that project off? It's already there in your mind. What are you going to do today to change your life tomorrow? Listen for Live Your Life with Melissa Brown. Get ready to expand the capacity of your heart and mind. Move yourself beyond the mundane and get prepared to do what you've been called to do. There is no time like the present, and the whole world is waiting for you. Tune in Monday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Get ahead in business and life. Read Getting It Done, 1,000 of the Best-Kept Secrets for Success in Business and Life by John Capozzi. Learn how John, a successful Connecticut businessman, obtained 13 corporate promotions in 13 years. This book makes a fantastic gift for anyone who wants to get ahead in business. Voice America will donate a portion of every copy sold to the USO. Visit gettingitdone.com and enter promo code VA1234 at checkout to get a 10% discount. That's gettingitdone.com, promo code VA1234 for a 10% discount today. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? 
No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Joel Landy of the Performance Group. We've been talking about coaching, facing your fears, taking risks, all those things. Um, one of the things people go to, well, reasons people go to the coach, to a coach are for empowerment, to find fulfillment, um, to, to really begin to understand that your, your life matters. Where do you think a deeper fulfillment in in your life comes from, Joel? I mean, they can do all of these things and take risks, but you know, where does the fulfillment come from? I think the fulfillment comes from believing that you are living out the best version of yourself. And I know for me, uh, you know, being a Christian, there's a there's a, a parable of the talents in the Bible, and it essentially says, you know, you're designed a certain way. And when you use everything you've been given, you're going to thrive. And I think that fulfillment comes from your best version. And I do think, and this is obviously purely speculation on this point, but I think when people watch things like America's Got Talent or The Voice, it's not the, I don't think it's the point that we wish we were that person or we wish we could do X, Y, or Z. I think it's, it's the knowing subconscious understanding that we are not, there can be so much more that we could be doing. It's not that we're not doing what they're doing, it's what we should be doing, which really goes back, you know, to the Mark Twain uh, quote, which is so powerful. So I think being fulfilled is when you discover what is my best version. And I think you've got to be self-aware, and I think you've got to go through that as you and I were talking on the break. I think you've got to go through the conversations of, of understanding your passions. It's about being authentic. And um, it's about being uh, relevant. What do you think the most important thing is for people to do to become more self-aware? Well, I, I think it's, it's allowing people into your life that you trust to hold up a mirror at times. Um, we, are, we were having this conversation last night, but I won't give you any more details. But Okay. <laughs> but, but I will say this. One of us, out of four of us, was in the hot seat, and, and, and you know, the topic came up, and, and, and the comment came up, you don't clearly see yourself. And sometimes we do, but other times we don't. And I think, and again, I think it's an awesome privilege, but it's also very challenging to be in a family or a community of people that give you feedback ongoingly and constructively. Now, obviously, it stings at times, and, and the ideal there is that people give it to you constructively with not, you know, not impure motives to tear you down, but I think that's really the, the road to, to higher living, is being in a community where you can have 
uh, that constructive feedback. I think it's exciting that you do that in your family. I, I wish we saw more of that. Do you think most adults are deeply fulfilled? And if not, why not? And if so, why? You know, I think most adults are satisfactorily distracted. I, I think there is just so much distraction. I think what I've come to believe is that there are two things that shake us. One is a crisis, and the other one is just a moment of clarity. And I think both of them are ordained by God, and they could be the same thing. But I really believe there's two things. I believe that until there's a crisis in our life, or there is an experience that brings this, this unique sense of clarity about what we should or shouldn't be doing, I believe that we're just we're prone, as you know, we're prone to, to comfort and we're prone to pleasure. And, of course, as we get older, those, those inclinations get stronger. And so I think this is why, you know, you hear a lot of stories of people, and it's, it's not ironic, where you hear people, I was watching, uh, I think it was the Emmys, not the Grammys, but the, uh, I think it was the Emmys a couple of weeks ago, and listening to one of these high-flying actors talk about having this job, you know, selling suits or moving furniture, and you're like, wow, you know, he was yes. moving furniture. Yeah, he was moving furniture in Los Angeles like five years ago, and now he's holding, you know, dual, dual Emmys in his hands. And, and, uh, but I think it comes from hardship and crisis. That, that I think that, ironically, is the pathway to fulfillment. Um, and I think, you know, if we're able to assess that properly and look for the signs and move forward and not get bitter um, and bogged down, then we stand an opportunity to find a deeper level of satisfaction of fulfillment, which is what we're all looking for. We're all looking for that. We're right up at the end of the show, Joel, and I really hate to say that, but we are. What's the thought you'd like to leave with our listeners today? Mark Twain. (laughs) Mark Twain. 20 years from now. I want you, whoever's listening, I want you to think about how old you're going to be and where you might be. But 20 years from now, it will be the things that you did not do, not the things you did, that will disappoint you the most. And I want to encourage the listeners to make a concerted effort today. You know, pursue an opportunity that has value, you know, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's just an experience that you've been hungering to do, or it's an achievement that really has some kind of value in your life. But make that decision today to pursue it. If it has value, pursue it and take a guide. And uh, I could possibly be made available to help you. But take a guide. Ah. And you can find Joel at the at performancegroup.us. Does it have the or is it just performance group? It is the performancegroup.us. I'm also on Facebook as the performance group or on Twitter at, at Coach Joel Landy. And that link is on the self-improvement blog if you need it. Next week's guest is Dr. Scott Werner. He's an MD and medical intuitive who practiced holistic medicine, and we're going to talk about taking back your health. Joel, thank you so much for being with us today. Irene, so grateful. Thank you, listeners. It was a pleasure and an honor. So much wisdom. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Joel Landy, saying thank you for being with us today. Come back again next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. 
Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.